0: Oh, let's shout a great praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. I never dreamed in a million years that we would be resorting to a parking lot service. But I just want hell to know that no virus, no virus, no agenda is going to stop the kingdom of God. Let's praise Him. God is in control all the time, everywhere with everybody. God is in control. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Let's praise him. let's exercise our liberty and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, well. It really is a delight to see all of you, even though it's through a windshield, it's better than nothing, and uh, I just want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that uh, have made this possible even today, Uh, Brother Kyle Gazande, Brother Jordan Gazande, Let's, let's give it up for the Gazande boys, praise God, Brother Andrew Rodriguez, appreciate him, All of our ushers, Brother Rodriguez, and our tremendous usher staff, we love and appreciate each and every one of you, appreciate your sacrifice, hallelujah. We do have several prayer requests before we go any further here today. Little Tobias Seymour is the newest member of Cornerstone. He's two days old. He's two days old, and he's already given the devil fits, and he is in ICU and uh, has a special breathing apparatus because he was born prematurely. We want to pray for him right now, and we also want to remember Sister Tara Seymour, uh, continue to pray for her, and uh, we also want to pray for our president, President Donald Trump. We want to pray that God continues to guide him in this troublesome time. We want to pray for our community here in Liberty Lake and greater Spokane, because I believe in end-time revival. Hallelujah. I believe that with all my heart. I do not believe that this virus is going to set us back. I believe it's setting us up. We wanna pray for our community. We wanna pray for Cornerstone. There's still many needs in this body. And uh, just continue to pray for your brothers and sisters. We also wanna pray that we can continue to gather, um, all, but not in the constraints of a parking lot. And I'll be talking more about that later. And so right where you're, right where you're sitting, let's, let's pray right now together. Father, by the authority of the name of Jesus, God, we want to continue to pray for our president, that you will navigate him through troublesome times and keep the, your hand upon those that are in leadership. We also want to pray for our community, all of eastern Washington, Liberty Lakes, Spokane, and every place in between, that you would continue to open up windows and doors and engender a hunger and a thirst for the things of God as people see alarming things that are happening in our world. God, we want to pray for Cornerstone, our brothers and our sisters, the Herrera family. Wrap your everlasting arms around them. Keep your hand on little Tobias Seymour as he is gaining strength every day. We pray that you will miraculously touch him and sister Tara, We ask it in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said amen. Let's clap our hands and give God the praise. Praise God. Well, I'm going to apologize for preaching with my sunglasses on because I just have to do that because it's so bright. Doesn't this parking lot feel good? This parking lot feels good. I hereby dedicate this parking lot to the kingdom of God. I hereby dedicate this building to the kingdom of God. That building across the street is already dedicated, and now we're dedicating this building to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. All right, how many of you have your Bibles here this morning? Let's turn in our Bibles to John chapter number two. I'm having to use a bottle of water to keep my pages from flying all over. This is going to be short and sweet. Because I'm understanding that you don't have access to a bathroom right now. And so, the only thing that'll make me go faster is for you to preach with me. Somebody said amen. John chapter number two and verse number six. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted The water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, every man at the beginning, everybody said beginning, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse but thou has kept the good wine until now this beginning of miracles did jesus in cana of galilee and manifested forth his glory unto his and his disciples believed on him i want to talk to us for a few moments here this morning, this afternoon, whatever it is, the beginning and the ending of miracles. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your people, oh God. Father, I pray that the power of God can reach into every vehicle that is here today and even beyond this parking lot, into every home in Liberty Lake. Into every saint's home beyond this parking lot. We ask it in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, and everybody said, Amen. I can't hear you. One more time. The beginning
1: of miracles was at a wedding.
0: and there are some indicators in this story that are incredible one of those indicators is is that it does not appear that Jesus went to that wedding prepared to perform that miracle i know that he knows all things I know that he has all power. But it was his mother that brought it to his attention that they have no wine. Jesus responds with a statement that if I'd have been a teenager and talked that way to my mom and dad, I'd have been knocked off my chair. And I am not trying to say that the Lord was disrespectful. But what I am trying to say is Jesus responded to his mother by saying, what have I to do with thee? For my time is not yet. I believe that Jesus was waiting for a cue from his father to begin his ministry. He had not been recorded previous to this since he was 12 years old and in the temple. And he was baffling the scribes and the Pharisees' men that were much older than him, were baffled and marveled at his comprehension and grasp at the word of God. But now he is 30 years of age, and he is at a wedding celebration. And they run out of wine. And his mother, knowing full well who Jesus really was, went to him and said, They have no wine. Jesus said what he said to his mother. And then his mother quickly turned to the servants and said, do whatever he requests you to do. Now just allow me to extrapolate a little bit here. It's hard for me to imagine that Jesus had not performed any miracles between the ages of 12 and 30. But we all know because of biblical record that Mary, his mother, knew who he was. Her being overshadowed
1: by the Holy Ghost and being told that that which is in thee is of the Holy Ghost. And so... Jesus performs his very first miracle. And the miracle is he required that these firkins, that were
0: large vases, if you please, that were to serve for the purification of this couple that was getting married. Because it was part of the biblical tradition that after that they had consummated their marriage, that they would bathe in this water. That's what these firkins were for. And apparently at this time, they had not yet been filled. So Jesus requested that they are filled to the brim with water. And then Jesus gives a command. He says, I don't know how much time passed from the time that they were completely filled to the brim and the time that Jesus requested that the governor be served. But the Bible seems to indicate that it was almost immediately, almost immediately that that last firkin was filled to the brim with water. Jesus commanded that it now it be drawn out and serve to the governor of that region, which means God has intentions for the government, <laughs> and it's good. Everybody said it's good. I, I, I'm not preaching off notes anymore. The wind's blowing too hard, so you're, you're, you're going to be blessed today. And so the governor tasted what came out of that firkin. And he was astonished because it was the best wine he had ever tasted. And he called the bridegroom and said, it is part of our tradition that everybody drinks the good stuff at first so that after their taste buds become dulled, then they could just bring out anything they want to and nobody can tell the difference but you have kept the best for last. I want to tell this good congregation and anybody that's listening, God saves the best for last. That's you. That's me. That's you sitting in this car. Let's clap our hands and give him praise. The best was not 2,000 years ago. The best was not on cobblestone streets in Jerusalem. The best is in Liberty Lake, Washington. The best is in Louisiana. The best is in Texas. The best is all over this world. Clap your hands and give him praise.
1: The Bible said that this was the beginning of miracles.
0: What's interesting about this miracle is that it was not Jesus putting mud and dirt and spittle and molding it into the eye sockets of a blind man. It was not Jesus bringing somebody back from the dead. It was Jesus that was changing the molecular structure
1: of water into wine. That's very notable. Because even when you really have
0: wine, it is the residual of the squeezing of a
1: grape. It has no H2O. All of its content comes from a grape. And Jesus changed
0: the molecular structure of one liquid into another liquid. This miracle began to circulate not just among the common people of Cana, but among the aristocracy and the Jewish leadership that had their own esteemed and lofty tables, which they could walk, watch the wedding and the celebration with their pharisaical gaze. One man was so smitten by all this. One man had clued in to this. That in John chapter number 3 and verse number 1, the Bible tells us that there was a man by the name of Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. And they said, Master, we know that thou art a great teacher come from God, because no man can do these miracles that thou doest. Jesus understood what really brought Nicodemus was a miracle of change. A miracle of taking one element and completely and entirely producing another element. The leadership of the Jews talked about it. They talked among themselves. All of Cana talked about it. But Nicodemus made an appointment in his mind that I'm going to research this miracle. Jesus responds to Nicodemus being able to look at Nicodemus in three dimensions. And he realized Nicodemus didn't come here because I was a teacher. Nicodemus didn't come here because of what people said about me. And so I'm going to respond to Nicodemus because I know why he's
1: really here. Except a man be born again,
0: he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you listening out there? I got to close my Bible because the pages are going to get ripped out. So this is going to be even shorter and sweeter. I'm feeling spunky right now. And so Jesus continues, Nicodemus is totally ignorant about who Jesus really is, but that doesn't stop Jesus. I want to tell you, there's people under the sound of my voice right here, you don't really know that he is God manifest in the flesh. You don't really know exactly who he is, but God is going to respond to your need. God is going to go beyond what everybody says. God is going to go beyond what everybody's thinking. God is going to go down to the very core of the matter and he's going to say, if I change water into wine, I can still change your life. I can still change your mind. I can still change your heart. I can change your situation. I can heal a body. I can change a mind. I can bring wholeness out of woundedness. Somebody shout. And so the first miracle
1: is that you must be changed.
0: I've met a lot of people through the years that said, you know, Jesus talked to me a little bit, and Jesus talked, to, I understand all that. But you've got to understand one thing Jesus might have said this, and Jesus might have done this, and this lined up, and that lined up, but it's all lined up so Jesus can perform the first miracle in your life, which is to bring about a change. Because when you speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, it's not going to be the old man walking anymore. It's not going to be the old habits you're facing anymore. There's going to be new power. There's going to be new desire. There's going to be new direction. Oh, somebody shout. I'm almost done. The first miracle is to change, and then after Jesus does his first miracle, which is the born-again experience, now it's our turn. The Bible says that we should provide our bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reason, reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. The change is designed to continue. And then the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter number 3, it says that we beholding our face in a glass... It just says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, that we are changed from glory to glory. I want to tell you that after you're born again, that is not the end, that is the beginning of change. You say, well, pastor, I'm facing a problem. Did it ever dawn on us that that problem is there on purpose? Because God is wanting you to face your problems, not like you used to face them, like I'm going to head to the pot store. I'm going to head to the liquor store. I'm going to head, I'm going to go back to some funky, dirty habit. No, there's a change that took place. I'm going to speak unto that mountain, and that mountain's going to depart. I'm going to speak to those roots, and they're going to be pulled up. I'm going to speak to that problem. You might have had yesterday, devil, but you cannot have today. You cannot have tomorrow. There's a change that's taken place. Jesus did the first miracle by changing, and here on planet earth, 70 plus odd years, you and I, it's our responsibility to perpetuate that change. How do we do that? Number one, submission to the pastor. Because the Bible says that he gives some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting. The process of perfection. The word of God is for perfection. The spirit of God is for perfection. Why is that important? Because Jesus is not just the first. Jesus is the, Jesus is not just the beginning. Jesus is the, Jesus is not just the alpha. Jesus is the, if God started with a miracle, that miracle is going to continue the rest of your days. Somebody shout in your car.
1: Come on, sound guys, let's shout.
0: The challenges and the problems and the situations that you and I face is giving us an opportunity to change and
1: to prove and verify and validate that change. I'm sorry these pages are flying all over the place.
0: I just got to read that. The first miracle was at a wedding. But Jesus is not just the first, Jesus is the last. Listen carefully. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. The change started at the new birth. The change continues in the church in the 21st century. But the Bible tells me that there's another wedding where there's going to be a miracle. We shall be changed. And at the sound, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. Somebody shout. This thing is all about change. The the first miracle he did is change. The last miracle he did is change. The miracle throughout your life is all about change. Clap your hands and give him praise. I know that there's somebody that's parked here today that you need to change because there's some situations that you're facing that you have no answer. You have no recourse. You have no resource. And you're struggling to find meaning and direction through your situation. I want us to pray right now because the Holy Ghost directed what I was to talk about here today. Not just the new birth. The new birth represents far beyond what Jesus said in John chapter 3. But it is the beginning of miracles in your life. It is the beginning of change that takes place in every life. We are to go from faith to faith and glory to glory and miracle to miracle. There's miracles needed in this place today. God, by the authority of the name of Jesus,
1: your power, your authority, your miracle-working power. The momentum of change that is supposed to be
0: guiding you through this life will culminate with the greatest change this universe has ever seen when our bodies that are corruptible will take on incorruptible at the sound of the trump. Come on, let's praise him. I'm done preaching. Let's just give him praise right now. You're not just in a denomination. You're just not in a religion. You're not in some parking lot service. You're part of a process that was determined from the foundations
1: of the world. I'm going to let God have his way. I'm going to let God change
0: me. I'm going to let God change me. So that when that trumpet sounds, the momentum of my life is what gets my feet to leave the ground and rise and meet him in the air. Let's praise him one more time. Jesus, I pray for your blessing and your glory. I pray for understanding. I pray for wisdom. I pray for revelation to sweep through this parking lot. Yes, it's just, just a black top parking lot, but right now it's the house of God. Right now it's our Bethel. Right now it's our Jerusalem. Right now it's where God is. Right now it's where miracles are. I worship you. I praise you. I give you glory. I give you honor by the authority of the name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray right now. Every single car, every single household, every single family, let's pray right now. I, it does not matter what your prayer, but I'm going to tell you, it involves change. It involves change. Maybe God's going to leave that situation because He's wanting you to change. God doesn't want to change your circumstance. God wants to change you. God wants to change you in your circumstance. Let's pray. Let's pray because that momentum, that momentum of change is gonna culminate with the last. Jesus is the first. Jesus is the last. Cana was a wedding. The marriage supper of the Lamb is gonna be where the great miracle is in the end of time. Come on, let's praise Him one more time. Let's just pray for a little bit. I know you're in your vehicle, but let's lift our hands. Let's give Him praise, let's give Him glory. The music's going to play. If you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, if you're visiting with us here today, I know this is going on. I know all this quarantine stuff, but we are going to make sure you get baptized. You must be born again. The change has got to be initiated. If our feet are going to leave the
1: air and we are going to change from corruptible into incorruptible. Somebody praise him.